explains how uh, Radha and Krishna have combined again as one in the form of Lord Chaitanya. Right? In order to again relish those uh, same pastimes. But uh, in the later years, especially Lord Chaitanya, when he, in the last 12 years of his appearance, uh, when he was staying in Jagannath Puri in the, in the Gambira, he spent those 12 years relishing the exchanges of separation between Radha and um, Krishna and exhibited the mood of Sri Mati. He was Krishna <clears throat> in the form of a devotee with the complexion of Sri Mati Radharani enjoying the, the, the emotional experience of Sri Mati Radharani because that's Lord Chaitanya. Uh, Lord Chaitanya's purpose, Krishna's purpose as Lord Chaitanya was to relish the love and the affection and the experience that Radharani feels when she reciprocates with Krishna. So um, Krishna Das Kaviraj is he's the most exalted, the philosophy that Krishna Das Kaviraj explains in the Chaitanya Charitamrita um, tells us that Krishna Das Kaviraj is not a jagai or a madai, and neither is he a worm in stool, <laughs> right? He's the most exalted, um, advanced devotee. And, and you know, if you think about the context in which uh, Krishnadas Kaviraj wrote the Chaitanya Chaitanya, he was in his 90s, right? So, you know, how many of your relatives, do, how many of your relatives do you know who live to 90? Okay, yeah, mine too. My great-grandma lived to 101. But in India, how many of your relatives, forget about, how many relatives are you aware of in your family who live to 90? One, okay. And, wh and what were they like at 90? <laughs> in relatives, very strong. Huh? In relatives, very strong. All my grandparents crossed 90. Ah, okay. Yes, the pious people. <laughs> but very often, you know, you see, I see some of my friends at 60, they're wobbly. Because, huh? you know, living in India, tough life sometimes for some people, isn't it? Really hard life. And so, so anyway, Krishnadas Kaviraj was almost blind and, you know, he was, he was shaky at 90. Huh? Still, he was given the order, go to Vrindavan and... Uh, fulfill your life's mission in Vrindavan. Of course, the mission was to write the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And so he mentions in, in, you know, I'm blind, I'm old and blind and shaky, but somehow I'm still doing the service. And <clears throat> most notably, like Pallad Maharaj, he's presenting himself as if, you know, I'm as 
unqualified or, I, you know, I'm a Jagai and a Madai. But he, but he wasn't. But that's how, that's how he was feeling. This is a, the paradox of, of, um, of the mood of a devotee. Difficult to understand the mood of a devotee. Proper often quote that, there's a, that verse. You know, it's very difficult to understand the mind of a devotee because he, he's a very exalted personality yet he's presenting himself as if he's a worm in stool. Huh? I'm the most fallen. And so we see that consistently. We even see that in Srimati Radharani. That same, even though she's the most exalted, she presents herself as the most fallen. So even uh, we hear the self-depreciation of the devotees, but we can understand by the behaviour of the devotee, by the actions of a devotee, how advanced they are, how focused they are in their uh, service to Krishna. Prabhupada says, a pure Vaishnava actually thinks of himself in this way, right? Uh, unqualified, lower than the worms in stool, and more sinful than Jagai and Madai. Similarly, although Prabhupada Maharaj was a pure, exalted Vaishnava, he thought himself most unqualified to offer prayers to the Supreme Lord. And then Prabhupada says, we should follow in the footsteps of such devotees. Mahajana Jaina Gata Sapanta. Every <clears throat> pure Vaisnava should think like this. One should not be falsely proud of his Vaishnava qualifications. Um, interesting story that I heard this morning just for, for uh, a little bit of um, reflection or looking at this point of view from a different angle. Um, the the lake opposite, or well, Lake Kund, uh, um, Kund, I guess you could call it, opposite the Albert Road Temple in Calcutta, has just been renamed. Right? Uh, I think it's now it's been it's now called Bhaktivedanta Sarovara, right? It was, was called Victoria Lake, right? <laughs> <clears throat> and, Prabhupada wanted, and Prabhupada said there should be a temple in the middle of this lake. It was opposite the Calcutta temple, right? And um, uh, it wasn't an easy place to live in. Um, 
the Calcutta temple um, in order to get to the bathroom and get to upstairs you had to you had to go through Prabhupada's room it was very cramped anybody here been to Calcutta temple Iskon temple in Calcutta yeah, it's different now because we are you know it's been renovated and done up but um, I remember when we went when I first went there in 81, I think it was, it was still, it was pretty much as it was when Prabhupada was there. And so it was very inconvenient and, and the, the, the single men and the single women were living in separate quarters but they only had one bathroom and it had two doors. And you know, if, if you didn't lock both doors, then you could be embarrassed. <laughs> so the, Brahmach the Brahmacharis came up they, they, they were talking to Prabhupada about the, you know, the problem of the crowd and they said, we, we should send the women away. <laughs> we should send the women away and of course uh, this was on a morning walk and Prabhupada just you know, heard the suggestion and then <clears throat> as, he, as he, Prabhupada came back to the temple then Malati and her friends, I've forgotten what the other two devotees know. They, they had been cleaning Prabhupada's room, they'd cooked breakfast for Prabhupada, you know, they'd, they had made all of the preparations for Srila Prabhupada's return. And then they opened up the door as Prabhupada came and then Prabhupada said to the Brahmacharis, you should associate with these devotees and then you'll go back home, back to Godhead. <laughs> and then... Um, Another uh, uh, on another occasion, Riddhananda Maharaj tells Prabhupada went to San Francisco and um, um, for the Rathiatra and um, the temple president was with Srila Prabhupada having a conversation and he was telling, he was bragging how strict they were in the San Francisco temple and how um, they didn't allow the the women in the temple room uh, when the men were chanting japa, right? And Prabhupada said, <clears throat> uh, why not? And, and the, the, the temple president said, we don't want the women disturbing the brahmacharis. Right? And Prabhupada said, the men should go and live in the forest if they get disturbed by the women and let the women chant in the temple room. <laughs> uh, which made me think, you know, we, we we follow that kind of, we follow that rule, so maybe we shouldn't, we should maybe think, re, rethink, maybe think, we should rethink. But interesting, uh, association, you know, the, the idea is we associate to make advancement. We're, we, we avoid the, associate, the materialistic mentality because it degrades, right? it degrades us. Um, um, and we seek the association of the advanced devotees. But very interesting, the advanced devotees don't think of themselves as being advanced. They don't present themselves as being advanced. They 
uh, treat everybody equally. Right? This is a symptom of advancement. Even the fallen, they're respectful to, right? This is mentioned by Lord Chaitanya in the Shikshastika, this point. If we want to be successful in chanting Hare Krishna, then we need to cultivate the mood of uh, manadena amanadena, right? We, be, we should be respectful to others and not expect any respect for ourselves. We, the, the symptom of a devotee is that they're um, like a tree, right? Very, very tolerant. Prabhupada explains, oh, Lord Chaitanya explains, a tree suffers heat and cold. And even if, it, if it's not being watered, right? No protest. Right? A tree suffers all of the ignominy of, you know, standing in the courtyard, blistering hot sunshine in the summertime, just now coming, and you know, cold and wet in the in the winter time, and yet no protest, always tolerant. Yet, a tree freely gives its shelter to others. So, <clears throat> uh, very, very tolerant, and yet um, always prepared to give its fruits or its uh, branches, um, its shade, generously to others without um, complaint. So, um, Lord Chaitanya recommends that that's the mood that a devotee has to cultivate, to be tolerant of difficulties and always be prepared to give to others effectively. Right? And, and um, uh, be prepared to respect everyone but not, be ex not expect respect for oneself. And in that way then one can make progress in, in the chanting of Hare Krishna. Right? The chanting of Hare Krishna is the, uh, is the means of success for the devotees, especially in, in the age of Kali. Um, Krishna Vanam Twisha Krishnam Sango Pangasta Parshadam Yagyai Sankitam Praye Yojantihi Sumeda Saha. Those who have just got a little bit of intelligence will take up the chanting of Hare Krishna because by the, by the simple process of chanting Hare Krishna, one can achieve all perfection in life. But how to perfect the chanting of Hare Krishna, one has to cultivate, Lord Chaitanya explains, one has to cultivate this mood of humility, tolerance and humility. Uh, and, and we see that, we see that in, in, in Srimati Radharani's uh, 
mood. We see that in Lord Chaitanya's mood. We see that here in Prahlad Maharaja's mood of um, service. He's a very exalted devotee, yet he considers himself to be the most fallen. Um, and of course, that you know that has to be genuinely cultivated. Not that we, um, you know, it's easy to imitate these symptoms of a very exalted devotee. Uh, but they're not for imitation. The, the, the practice of bhakti has to be executed with great sincerity and um, serious, uh, seriousness. So, uh, Prabhupada quotes that verse, one should not be falsely proud of his Vaishnava, his or her Vaishnava qualifications. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is therefore Instructed us that verse Trinada Pisunichena Tororeva Sahishnuna Amanina Manadina Kitani Asada Hari. One should chant the holy name of the Lord in a humble state of mind, thinking oneself lower than the straw in the street. One should be more tolerant than a tree, devoid of all sense of false prestige, and should be ready to offer all respect to others. In such a state of mind, one can chant the holy name of the Lord constantly. Then Prabhupada says here, unless one is meek and humble, to make progress in spiritual life is very difficult. Huh? So that's why we see this. Even though the devotees, Krishna Das Kaviraj, Balad Maharaj, even Lord Chaitanya, very, very exalted, yet they still present themselves as being fallen because this is a... The first, first characteristic or quality of a essential quality of a, of a devotee and so exhibited by Prabhupada Maharaj in, in this first of his prayers. Okay, does anybody have any comments or questions on these points? Mamohan Prabhu. How do we um, avoid false humility or Ooh. react to false humility. Ooh, I don't know. I'm having trouble with that one myself. <laughs> Without being falsely humble. <laughs> uh, like, oh, stay in the association of devotees. Always maintain a service attitude. Um, Um, follow the orders of the spiritual master. You know, um, yeah, I think that's they're, they're probably good tips to start with. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, maintain a good service attitude. I think that's the main, and always serve the Vaishnavas. And um, don't be surprised if you're tested 
it will be tested. Uh, um, you know, it's just amazing how um, Prabhupada had such a very uh, humble demeanour. Despite the fact that he was very advanced, he was very learned, he was very successful, right? Still he maintained very humble demeanour. Uh, and of course that's what we see with the others, uh, with, with, the, with all exalted devotees. So we have to follow in their footsteps, that's what Prabhupada is saying here, Mahajana Jena Gita Sapanta. And that following in the footsteps is basically being faithful to the spiritual master, being faithful to the to, to the um, uh, order, the instructions of one's spiritual master, or masters, spirit, a plural. And, and I think in ISKCON, uh, remaining faithful to Srila Prabhupada and the, the preaching mission that Prabhupada encouraged us to pursue. And um, um, staying in that environment, even though on occasion we may get a bit proud of whatever you know we do, um, Krishna will ensure that we'll be cut down. You know, we'll be kept kept down to you know chopped down to size, right? Yeah. Is that okay? Mama Ham, what's your thoughts? Yeah, okay, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So difficult because here Prahla is thinking that he is not qualified, which is genuine. Sometimes we have the, we can do the service but then we avoid it on the pretext of false humility that I'm not able to do this and that is where challenge comes that mm. the capacity you can do but then you avoid that. Yeah, well that's humility, you know. Um, often I was given, you know, one of my regrets as a temple president is that I don't have anybody telling me what to do. Achinchu uh, Ripa is always telling me what to do, but that's, that's something else. <laughs> and uh, um, so there's nobody. There's nobody. To, I miss the the uh, the opportunity or the occasion where I would have to report to the temple president. You know what I mean? And um, I used to. I really in, uh, enjoyed and appreciated working with. Balaram, who was the previous temple president, who basically trained, trained me in many aspects of what it means to manage a temple. And um, 
And he used to give me some tough uh, missions, you know, tough projects. Right? And I used to think, well, you know, what do you make it? Why are you asking me to do something that's practically impossible? Right? What are you doing that for? <laughs> and, but I, but um, I learned over time that I should embrace tough uh, challenges. Right? And what I learned from that experience was despite something appearing to be very, very difficult, if you put aside your preconceptions as to how things should be and put yourself in Krishna's you know, uh, hands, then amazing things can happen. Right? Amazing things can happen. Even if something looks, abs you know, just preposterously ridiculous. <laughs> um, so having a... Um, and, and that's like having a master, having a spiritual master. The spiritual master will do this, do that, do the other thing. Even what, you know, Prabhupada's encouraging us to preach. It's not easy to preach, to promote Krishna consciousness. There's always going to be obstacles. We see that with Pallad Maharaj. He's a very, very saintly, pure-hearted devotee, and yet what happens? His dad wants to, you know, kill him, basically, right? So there's always going to be opposition. And in the face of that opposition, it's easy to be challenged and to wilt, right? Um, so that's why the association of the devotees is important and why the mood of service is important. Um, um, because that um, faith in Krishna and that um, ability to serve despite difficulties or challenges or or obstacles, um, that that, uh, humi that that breeds that mood of humility because you know it's it's not easy to face difficulties and to face problems, or to have a hard taskmaster, right? Have somebody say, "Okay, here's what you got to do," and you think, "What? That's nuts! You can't do that." <laughs> That, you know, that's the initial response. Think, okay, all right, I'll at least give it a try, right? That's a tough lesson. To, uh, in, first of all, to embrace, you know, and then um, to be successful. I mean, more than once, Balaram would say, do this or do that, and I think, God, that's impossible, and then I'd give it a crack and would actually do better than what he he said, because just just took on the the uh, challenge, if you like, right? So, taking on the challenge of serving in Srila Prabhupada's ISKCON is that'll smash your false humility. Don't <laughs> the only problem is, is when you're successful, then you're stuck. 
And even even in a, in a devotee, that's not unusual, you know. And you see that in 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 the descriptions of the emotional um, uh, the emotions of a devotee. Simultaneously, humility and pride will exist at the same time, right? So devotees thinking, yes, Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead, and he's my master, and I can do anything. Step aside, right, you guys, right? But at the same time, he's thinking, but I'm such a fallen rascal, right? This is so you know, it's the emotional the emotional experience of a devotee is both exhilarating and exuberant, as well as you know, crushingly destroying. <laughs> and so, um, in, in the development of, a, of the devotional character, there's experiences where, where uh, life can be a little bit confusing sometimes. Because <laughs> on the one hand, devotees feeling great enthusiasm and faith and encouragement from Krishna and then also feeling crushed and destroyed because he's not very qualified huh? uh, and Krishna will reveal that to us um, uh, time and time again and um, um, we get that opportunity to experience that those emotions um, by rendering service by being a good servant of the devotees and um, you know, finding finding an environment where we can actually serve. Um, Jade. Hey, Kishpul. <clears throat> uh, you mentioned how Radharani has the highest humility. I just want to ask if you can elaborate on that, if there's any like, specific pastimes that you can mention. If I can elaborate on Radharani's humility, Hare Krishna, no I can't. <laughs> uh, read the Chaitanya Charitamrita is my suggestion. You know, I, I was, Hare Krishna, I, I was um, re, uh, reading um, Gorgovinda Maharaj's Embankment of Separation, which is a very nice book, right? And I was thinking, where does he get all of this stuff from? And then I, I um, was looking at a, a lecture by Srila Prabhupada on Radhashtami in 68, I think it was. There's, a, there, there's three lectures that Prabhupada gave on Radhashtami. And um, in uh, 68, I think 70 and 73, uh, Montreal and then in London I think twice yeah and um, Prabhupada refers to um, Radharani's talking to the bumblebee right if you want to understand Radharani's mood Prabhupada says Look at, um, read 
Radharani's criticism of the bumblebee after she saw Uddhava. Right? That's one thing. And then the other thing is, um, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, uh, Adi Leela, chapter 4, there's a long description. They're the, they're, that's what we should read to, to try to approach these, this mood, right? Yeah. That's what Prabhupada recommends as a beginning. Yep. And uh, let me know how you go. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful reading. Wonderful reading. Yeah. Okay, I think we should finish here. Gunter Srimad Bhagavatam Kijai Shalabhapa Kijai Gora Bhakta Brindaki Jai.